This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there, Knicks fans. How are you? It is your boy, Jonathan Macri. Um, I am, you know, it's funny. The more you live with something, like hiring an agent who's never done a job before in his life into the most important position your organization will ever have, it, it grows on you. you. Give it a couple hours. I haven't even had anything to drink yet today. Um, that'll change soon. Uh, I, I'm just going to say the night's early. The night's young. The night is, the night is young. Um, we're recording uh, in case you couldn't. Uh, you're not. You're, the fancy intros are done for you, Spencer Perlman. You just. It, you, here's Spencer. Spencer Perlman. You know him. He's our uh, everything extraordinaire. I don't know. What what are you, Spencer? Uh, I don't know. Scout. Guy who watches too much basketball. There's no so. such thing. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, it depends what leagues you're watching. Trust me, you can get to some pretty weird leagues. <laughs> and we're, we're probably going to talk about one of them today because you you have to watch some. Uh, what league did that kid play in? I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know. Um, like, so I went on to this program that I was using. And I was watching like it's finishing, and I was watching his defense and stuff like that. Let's start with Last this. How do you pronounce his name? Do you, can you? Because I, I can't figure it out. Yusuf Sanon. I think it's Sanon. Sanon. I think. Even better. Uh, anyway, yeah, the newest. Last Nick. year he played it. He played last year with uh, Lucas Samanich. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Gotcha. Like it was a normal league. I just don't think this year's league is. Would like, qualify. Um, yeah. All right. We're, we're already getting <laughs> off the rails here. Um, so, yeah, it is. It's early. It's before the game uh, that we're recording this. I just wanted to bring Spencer on to kind of get some general impressions on on some things that I think he may have um, some pretty good insight on. Uh, the first of which is the Knicks did indeed hire. Um, I don't know. I I I would say Leon Rose is, if he's not the most prominent agent of the last twenty years, he's in the top two or three. Um, I mean, I don't know if you'd say his past is maybe his prime is behind him rather. Um, but they hired an agent to run their basketball team. Um, he's been around for a while. Uh, you, uh, like me went to law school and I think you thought of maybe dipping your, your toe in the agent business at one time. Is that fair to say? Actually, that was my initial goal. Like this is going back to, uh, like when I was in middle school and stuff, I always wanted to be Ari Gold, but without the marital issues and less of the jackass, but in the sports world. Yeah, but what fun would that be? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, you've you've been around enough to have an opinion on this. Um, what what was your thought when you 
<laughs> aside from the fact that I know you would have loved for them to hire Sam Presti because you you're a big fan of his personally. Uh, what was your thought when they hired Rose? Um, I mean, I guess I was, you know, it's funny. I was like, I was messaging with, uh, Mike Borkinov a little bit earlier. Um, basically like whatever way they went, I could see why they did it. And like, I wouldn't be surprised either way. So if they hired someone who was from an agency, I wouldn't be surprised. I could see why if they didn't, if they waited, I could see why too. Um, but I feel like you can't really judge anything yet because you don't know what the rest of the staff is going to look like. And, you know, as you said, he's been one of the biggest power agents. Um, I mean, and definitely recent NBA history, um, had huge clients, um, you know, being president of basketball operations, you need to be able to talk with agents so he can talk that you need to be able to, um, recognize, you know, not necessarily, the top players you want to be the, the top players you want to pick, but you need to get the right guys who can find those players. Um, I mean, you know, from, I guess everything that I know about him, he seems like a pretty smart guy. So hopefully he'll make good hiring decisions. Um, I, I, well, but, that uh, to that end, I want to know, and I'll be writing something to this effect tomorrow. Is he smart enough to know what he doesn't know, which is always to me, a test of any truly smart person, which I, I mean, I guess obviously there's no way to know that. But like you, you would like to me being an agent for as long as he's been, you can like you learn how to recognize people that just get it and don't get it because you want to divert your clients to places where people are that get it as opposed to don't get it. Right. I mean, th- th- there is an angle to this that, like you said, it does make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I think in a very general sense, like, I mean, again, without getting specific, because who knows what the staff is going to look like. I do trust them to actually hire the right people. Um, but I mean, who knows? Like, you know, if, if Knicks are, if he's forced to keep some layovers from the previous staffs, that's going to, that's going to create some issues. Um, well, that's a separate issue. I mean, that, but this is, that's actually yeah. the one thing I do think is a, a positive, given that he's apparently had Dolan's ear for the past, whatever, 10 or 15 years. Anyway, you would think if there's anyone that could stand up to Dolan and be like, no, actually we're going to, you know, we're going to fire this person. Um, mm-hmm. It would be him, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely he has the personality in a good way, I think. Okay. Um, and then he definitely has, you know, again, look at his client list. Like he, yeah. he managed stars. He knows stars. The CAA, like they had their reaches everywhere. Um, so I feel like if anyone can also sell the marketing aspect of New York, um, he's probably a good bet to do that too. I still have to finish that uh the oral history, the CAA oral history. I read the, the, I forget the author. I read the ESPN one. I got like two thirds of the way through the CAA one. It was great. I just, I don't know. I think I ran into like a school year or something. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, fire gar packs is trending on Twitter. Gotta love NBA Twitter. Um, okay. Let, let's, <laughs> did the bulls, uh, the bulls, I guess just didn't do anything today. I guess that's why people want to fire them. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, first the trade. Um, you um, <laughs> would like to run an NBA team yourself one day. Uh, what'd you think of the Knicks return uh, that they got in the, the most general sense? Uh, so in, yeah, in the most general sense, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, they didn't have Marcus Morris's rights going into free agency. And so, I mean, that got rid of pretty much any leverage they had. And even though they wanted to say, or that rather they were saying that they wanted him to come back, you can still trade someone and sign them in the off season. Um, uh, didn't, uh, Andrew point out 
in a couple of podcasts ago that that's exactly what the Yankees did. Yeah, with um, uh, the closer Chapman. Chapman, there you Chapman. go. Yeah. Chapman. So yeah, I mean, I'm look if they want him back, they can still definitely bring him back. But I think getting a first round pick um, is good. I think Harkless is probably going to end up being bought out. Just I mean, that's a gut feeling. I was a little surprised uh, they couldn't flip him for some, but I guess you know that actually, I guess yeah. you run into the machinations of like there, you know, there is a hard deadline. So yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you get a little bit more specific, I, I personally would have asked for a pick in the future. Um, I'm not too high on this this year's draft class. I think you know that. I know. Somewhere. Yeah, I just um, I'll look it up right now while you're talking. I um, I don't think I actually because of the seven years rule. Um, I'm not even sure that the Clippers could have traded a future pick at all. Even like because so we're in 2000. Traded all um to the. Yeah, so they, in the in yeah, exactly in the Paul George deal. Yeah, okay. so, um, yeah, here we go. Two thousand twenty-six first-round pick to Oklahoma City. So since because of the Stepien rule, they and the seven years out. Yeah, they this was literally the only pick they could have traded. Um, yeah, so good job getting a pick. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I well, didn't realize that their their draft cupboard was so bare. Um, oh God. Yeah, no, this was, this was, I mean, talk about, it's kind of funny. Both LA teams, um, neither of them like literally have, they have nothing, um, to trade in turn. Like I actually, at this point, the Clippers don't even really have like any young, they traded their last of the last of their young assets, um, today. Um, because well, I mean, Harold is about to get paid either by them or someone else, but well, whatever, we don't have to worry about the Clippers. Um, I, I, I'm curious your thoughts on, cause I, I have kind of an, an off the wall thought about like in a, in a vacuum, let's say Kuzma was available and, and not forget about Danny Green and like what they could have flipped him for or whatever, just like Kuzma and stuff, um, whatever cousins and like Troy Daniels, whatever that deal versus the deal that the Knicks got. I'll like, I know this draft is terrible. Um, Kuzma for all of his faults, like in the right situation, I still think could be a very helpful NBA player. And the, the odds I, I, I would think you would agree, although I'm not sure about this. I'm curious what you're going to say. The odds are that Kuzma's career will be better than the career of whoever gets picked with the pick that the Knicks end up making for the Clippers here. Um, but I just really don't, didn't want Kuzma on this team right now. Um, he's because he's a ball stopper. Um, he, has not been terribly efficient this year. His three-point percentage has, has gone down quite a bit. Um, he doesn't get to the rim. Um, he His defense is, um, um, what's the right word? Um, bad. Um, so, what, like, in, in that theoretical world, would you, would you have taken Kuzma or would you have wanted the two picks that the Knicks got? Uh, I mean... If I had another trade lined up, then I, w- I guess I would have taken Kuzma, but I, I'm not really sure what his value would have been, considering he's going to be a restricted free agent after next season. So and and could sign an extension this summer. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm not going to say that there would have been a trade. So I'm going into this assuming that they're going to try to resign him and um, resign him, and I I don't really want to do that. He's probably going to command like twenty million. I'm assuming something around there. Some asshole will pay him twenty million dollars. I hope I, yeah. I say that hoping it's not it's not the Knicks. Yeah. So I mean, I guess 
will will he probably be well is he probably is he more skilled than who the Knicks could potentially get at the end of the first round? Yes. Um he probably is. But in the same note, will he also be way like, you know, heavily overpaid? Yes. So in that case, I'd rather have someone who's not as good. Um, or the potential to pick someone who, while you know he's not going to be a sixth man, maybe he could be like a good eighth man or a seventh man and have a significantly lower cap hit. Hey guys, quick break to talk about our good, good, good friends at forecashsports.com. Uh, one more time, it's four, F-O-R-E, cashsports.com. So forecashsports.com gives you DFS and betting info insights along with uh, an innovative MVP race feature. Um, and also even better, their daily four cash contest. It is really, it's a great website. It gives you a little bit of everything. Primarily, it'll help you get all the analysis that you could possibly want and or need for any DFS, uh, daily fantasy sports stuff that you are going to do. They go and get all different research and betting insights from other sites, stuff that would cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars per month if you were to get it yourself. They compile it all together on their site. So it's a one-stop shop for you. Um, and then the daily forecast contest, if you don't happen to win in your DFS games, they have this cool thing where all you have to do is answer some questions about the biggest game of the day and you could win up to $1,000. Um, this is going to be a great thing for the rest of the NBA season, March Madness, uh, NBA playoffs, you name it. If you want to give it a shot, you could do a free trial, no credit card required. Um, enter code 1DAY, that's the number one, D-A-Y, and you could literally go on there right now. You could give it a shot for the day, see what their insights are like, play some DFS, see if you win, see if you lose, whatever. And then you could take your uh, free shot at $1,000. And then even better, if you like what you see and you want to use or you want to get a monthly membership, which would normally be $89.99, you can get $25 off that monthly membership for the entire life of your subscription if you enter the code NIX. So one more time. The free trial for one day code is the number one and then D-A-Y and then the free code or the code for $25 off per month is NYX. And one more time, we are talking about four F-O-R-E cash sports.com. Go check it out. Yeah. And I'm also going to invoke something that I literally just invented in my mind three seconds ago called <laughs> the Julius Randall corollary, which is that sometimes getting like a player that is very talented and and look you i i think you could argue that julius randall is the most talented nick um depending on what you think about mitchell robinson and where he's at right now but like that's like i don't need to explain to any nick fan who's watched them this year that's that's just not always a good thing um and like i kind of look at kuzma in that vein and again that's not to say that these are bad players i just don't think at the state, I feel funny saying at the stage of the Knicks rebuild that they're at because what the hell stage are they at? But that's a different issue. Um, yeah. It's just I don't want it right now. That's all. Yeah, I mean, if we're playing to get to title contending years when RJ is, you know, 26, 27, he's 20 now. Yeah. So Kuzma will be what, 30? Well, yeah, he's old. Uh, well, old for like a player that's been in the league for. Yeah, I think he's turning twenty five this summer. I'll look that up right now. Um, but yeah, he's not young. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it doesn't line up. Like the ages don't line up. So yeah, I mean, that's another reason why. Yeah, he's turning. He's turning twenty five in uh, in July. Um, there's also the the issue of his hair, which um, yeah, not a big fan of. And the clothing. Uh, you and the, see the clothing sometimes. The which, whole, I mean, look, 
if you can pull it off, great. It's not something I, would, I could wear. It's not something I would. I wouldn't wear that by myself in my house. <laughs> the stuff that he puts on. Um, but that's just me. Uh, all right, we we we're really going kind of all over the place. So the Knicks, again, as we were talking about briefly before, traded for a player today. I'm gonna attempt to pull up his stats or what whatever stats are available for him on on the internet. How do you spell his name? Where I should know this. Uh, I'm really a great I mean, podcast. I, I host. typed in Y U S U F S A N O N Aslan. Wait, A S what? N O N. Yeah, Sanon, S-A-N-O-N. Okay, that's all right. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll find yeah, it. I mean, stats show up on Real GM. There you go, perfect. All right, as I try uh, to find uh, this kid, um, can you talk a little bit about? Um, I know you spent some time watching film tonight. Um, can you talk a little bit about him? Yeah. So, uh, just really quickly, I did watch him last year when he was playing with Lucas Amanich, and he's he's a great athlete. Is he still with um, the Spurs, yeah. by the way, Samanich? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Sanon didn't really pop aside from his athleticism. Uh, basically, it's like, you know, in a nutshell, he's kind of like someone who's like 6'4". Um, he's a great athlete, but it's like he never really learned how to play. He's just kind of been getting by on his admittedly, you know, like freakish athletic gifts. Okay. Uh, he's got a great first step. He's quick laterally. He's got good hips, quick hands. Um, but on the flip side, he's rarely in his stance. Uh, might get a little bit too over eager. Um, he's not a shooter. Like he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a broken shot. Uh, the shot itself looks like it looks pretty smooth, but he shoots it out and he shoots it on the way up, which helps explain why he also can't shoot. Um, he's not a passer, uh, you know, out of the pick and roll, he's mainly just making driving kicks. Okay. Uh, although there were a couple of times where he, you know, he gnashed it through the paint. He just like kept his dribble alive. His, he cut through and then he, he found someone and that was pretty nice. Um, I mean, but he but is a point guard, easy. right? That's his theoretical position someday, maybe possibly. Uh, combo guard I've, guard. I mean, I think he's more, he's just, he's like a shooting guard who can't shoot. Oh, that's, uh, that's you're really, yeah, you, like you know how to sell a guy. Uh, I mean, Spencer, let me tell you. I wouldn't want him to run my offense okay. like unless if I had a few other playmakers near him. But on the flip side, he's also like he's a fantastic finisher. Um he's like thirty of forty in the paint this year, eleven out of thirteen in isolation, which is like incredible. Um it's good in transition, but he's he needs a lot of skill work. Um and he needs to Yeah. A lot. He's very athletic, he just needs a lot of skill work. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah, it sounds like a, a lump of clay, which is about what you'd expect for a throw-in in uh, in a deal like this. Um, all right, I think uh, I think that's that's enough time on uh, Yusuf Sanon. Uh, I'm going to say Sanon. Um, I'm going to stick with yeah, it in, in, until somebody tells me not to. Um, okay, here's what I want to I want to end with because I think this is the the most important thing. Um, I. So I, my biggest fear today was that the Knicks were going to come out of today with with fewer draft assets than they went into today with, um, and they would expend those on um, D'Angelo Russell um, or possibly, I guess, Kuzma. I mean, I, I don't think they would have been dumb enough to send a pick to the Lakers, but um, 
I was told by someone earlier today that the base, the reason that the the Russell deal fell through is because of the the draft compensation. I, I I don't know that that means that the Knicks were willing to offer the player or players that Golden State wanted, but it was apparently the draft picks that is why the deal didn't get done. Um, I am excited by the fact that the Knicks now have um all of these picks and they have next year. Um, their own pick, um, which I, you know, they hopefully will not trade between now and a year and a half from now. Um, they have the Mavs, uh, pick. Um, they have, so I haven't been able to confirm this yet, but I am pretty sure the, the fact, the swap that they negotiated today, which I made fun of, I think that they could also swap it like the, the Mavs pick with the Clippers pick. So like if the Mavs like have a great year next year and like they they're the best or second best team or whatever in the league and the Clippers are like the fourth or fifth best team in the league, um, well no I guess it would be the the other way around no, yeah, no, yes it would be the other way around no okay no it's not so whatever they would get the better of those two picks I think that's the way it'll go anyway they have that and they also have the Hornets uh, second round pick next year, in addition to their, their second round pick this year. And now they have the Pistons second round pick next year. I would be positively shocked if the Pistons and Hornets weren't both once again, um, one of the 10 worst teams in the league next season. So to me, that equates to the Knicks again in 2021, long way away, um, having four picks probably in the top 40 slots of the draft. Talk to me a little bit about this draft. How I know it's a ways away. I know you haven't done a ton of homework on it, but I also know that there is already a lot of excitement about it. Um, so what do you what do you know about this draft? How excited should Nick fans be about the fact that they have all these picks? Um, what do you think? So assuming the Knicks are not in the playoffs, the chances that they get a very like at least solid player, or I mean, I think it's pretty much guaranteed. And I know that nothing's guaranteed, especially in the draft, but um, like it's, it's a very, very good draft. It's filled with a lot of really talented wings. Um, like, you know, Cade Cunningham is, he's unbelievable. I made a video on him earlier this year. The guy's a crazy, crazy good passer. Um, killed it with a few of this past summer. Like he's one of those guys who just understands the game at the next level. Um, then, you know, Evan Mobley, freakish athlete at his size can handle. Um, Jalen Green, I mean Jalen Johnson, Greg Brown. Excuse me, Greg Brown actually played with Cade during AAU, and he's he's a bouncing bean. Like he jumps out of the roof. But this is a very very talented draft class, um, especially towards the top of the draft. And then, I mean, the second round, it's kind of hard to tell because guys from the second round can move to the first and from the first to the second. But um, just going off of uh, was his NBA drafts like second round? Trey Mann from Florida. Uh, he's projected to go number 37, which is the Pistons pick. Aaron Henry is projected to go 36 to the Hornets pick. Um, Henry actually, I think, comes out this year. But even after them, like Ayo Desomu, who's probably going to come out this year. Um, Bassey, he might come out this year. I don't know. But basically, it's very, very good at the top. There are a lot of players who the Knicks can get to play in the wing, and they can be like legit studs um and then you know scotty barnes he's unbelievable competitor who actually plays with Cade in high school um and then in the second round 
you know, because it's so good at the top, chances are you'll probably have some guys from the, you know, who would normally go in the mid first round fading towards the back end of the second, back end of the first round. So maybe you could trade up a little bit, or if not, um, yeah, that, those early second round picks are like they're very valuable. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like it's been a long time since the Knicks had the ability to, um, you know, to trade up like three, four, five, six, whatever spots. And I know uh, the history of teams doing that uh, is is not. Um, it's not always great. Um, although uh, the uh, the the best example I could think of recently is when the I think it was the Jazz and the the Nuggets traded to uh, for the Jazz to obtain um, Donovan Mitchell, which obviously worked out pretty well for them. Um, so yeah, I mean it's uh, it's nice. I you know I guess it it just comes down to like what you know, and and we never know this. It's like what are the what are the priorities going to be for this front office? Like, who are they going to get in there? Um, I think they just, I think they need to hire you as a scout. And then I would feel a lot better about my life. Um, it would, it would be nice to, uh, to do this. Like, and I'm basically doing this full time now and I'm just doing this, you know, in addition to my actual job. So it'd be nice to actually get paid for it. Even if it's not much, I don't, I don't really care. As, as are we both. um, all right, that's uh, like I said. This was going to be a quick one. Um, I uh, I don't have anything else for you. Is there anything else you wanted to to toss out? Any thoughts on today? Any thoughts on any other NBA trades that that struck you or um, anything of the like? Uh, I guess two, a couple of cool things. One, going back to what you said about trading up a little bit to get the player that you want, this would be one of those times to do it even though you can definitely get a good player at like eight or nine or, you know, whatever, six through eight, if you can trade up to get a Cade or Mobley or Jalen Green or Jalen Johnson or someone like that, you should definitely do it. Um, and I also think a bunch of these guys fit with RJ, which is really nice. Huh. Um, okay. And then, I don't know, in terms of just like general thoughts, I would have liked to have seen them trade pretty much, I mean, any guy who they signed this past offseason for any type of pick. Like I would have taken Portis for like a top, you know, 50 protected pick uh same with uh peyton surprise den smith jr is actually still on the team same goes for trier um i don't know but like they signed players in the offseason they signed mook mook has had an unbelievable year so far um super efficient i think he's going to really kill it on the clippers and they traded someone who they signed on a one-year deal for a pick like that's a win yeah um i gotta tell you i here's here is my biggest surprise of the day is the last thing i'll say I never in a million years thought I'd feel this way as this season was going along, but I am actually really happy that they did not trade uh, Dennis Smith Jr. And I, I yeah, and and look, you you know how I feel about Dennis Smith Jr. You know the issues that I have with him, but I watching him the last couple games to me at least, we were reminded of like, oh, when the guy. When the guy gives a shit, there's a there is a player in there that is that is something. We we I, we still don't know if that ceiling of that player is like going to be a helpful NBA player towards winning or whatever. But I I don't know, and it, they were never going to get anything more than like pro, I would guess a second round pick in this draft or like some kind of protected future second round, like whatever. And like I. I don't know. Um, I'm 
I find myself now sitting here. We're, we're going to watch their whatever it is, 52nd, 53rd game of the season. They have whatever, 30 games to go. Like, I, I think I might be more curious to see how Smith does almost as much as anybody else on the team. And, um, you know, those words will probably come back to bite me in the ass. But um, oh, I have one more thing. Yes. Um, everyone knows Morris liked isolating. Yes. So it's possible there are actually more plays that are going to be run now. That's something to keep an eye out on. Um, yeah, his uh, his seven point what is it seven point seven or like seven point five assist percentage this season, which like it, it would I, I couldn't get over every time. Like I would sort NBA players by like guys that play a certain amount of minutes and like um, have seen a certain amount of games. It was always him right next to somebody else, all the way at the bottom of the list. Kristaps Porzingis. Um, which is funny because like their off- th- their offensive games really aren't that dissimilar, um, in terms of like what they what they try to do and like where they are and like what they don't do. Um, I mean, like neither are his and Mello. They have similar games. Oh and yeah, Mello's assist percentage I'm looking at now career 15. He had a high of 22. I that was the season that they. I think that was this either the season after 12-13 or the two seasons after 12-13, if I recall correctly. Um, he passed it quite a. He, his his best season was not, in my opinion, it was not the year he finished third in the MVP voting. It was one or two years after that. I forget which one. Um, yeah. So uh, I hope so. I I would. I mean, look. Um, they still have Randall. Um, so, you know. Yeah. We'll, 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 <laughs> I don't know how to. You know, but at the, you know, if I'm being honest, there's a part of me that actually is happy that he's still here too, because for as much as he's. You make it makes you want to put your head through a, a plate glass window watching him sometimes. Um, trading him now would have been trading at uh, again, like probably the lowest point in his his value. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they figure some things out this summer and go into next year and they're they're somehow decent and uh, you know they could they could flip him for something. Who the hell knows? Crazier shit has happened. All right, Spencer. Um, I'm gonna go watch this game. Um, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, I already took too much of you know, your time with the additions. <laughs> you did not take too much of my time um, at all. It is always a pleasure talking to you. You Talking hoops with someone who knows what they're talking about is uh, is always fun. So uh, enjoy your Thank evening. You. Um, you I, will, I will hopefully enjoy mine, and we will talk again soon. And everybody out there, um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Um, we will be back with you with another episode. I think this is the I think this is the fifth day in a row I've recorded, or the sixth, excuse me, the sixth day in a row that I've recorded an episode, or there will be an episode on six straight days, um, counting this. So I think I might take a day off. So you will hear another episode soon. Let's leave it at that. You'll hear another one soon. Um, I'll talk to everybody.